0: Well, hello, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Crystal Sparks, and I am so glad that you are here for another episode over here on my channel. You know, the one goal of my podcast is to help grow your faith and to help equip you to accomplish your dreams and your goals. And I love, you know, hanging out with you here on my podcast. So I'm so glad that you're here. You know, I read something interesting the other day that 70% of Americans opted for home improvement projects uh, during this coronavirus season, and I'll have to say that we fall into that statistic. Um, I don't know about you guys, but through the time of being at home and uh, spending more time at home than ever through this coronavirus time, I began to look around my house and see things that I wanted to change, things that needed fixing, and I don't know about y'all, but I live my life on go, go, go all the time, and so when we were forced to stop and be still, I was irritated by so many things in my house. Like There was things that I knew I wanted to fix, things I knew I wanted to change, but I I don't know about y'all, but... I just get busy, and when you're not home, it's really not bothering you, but when everything in our world came to a screeching halt, um, I was forced to really look and change things, and it's honestly been for the better, but in that time, I decided to really clean out some parts of our garage, and there's the part of the garage that I would call my part of the garage, which is the more organized side of the garage, and then there's Brian's side of the garage garage and if he's listening to this, he's probably gonna laugh at me because he's gonna say my part is unorganized too. But I will say he has so much stuff on his side of the garage. And so, in that time, I was asking him about some things of uh, like, what do you want to do with this? Like things, tools that I've honestly I don't know if he's ever even used them. Um, he's got so many different saws and drills and sanders and all these things. And I would ask him about you know know. do you really need this? And he's like, yes, if you do this, this, and this kind of project, uh, you'll need that. So you can't throw it away. And I'd ask him about some kind of, you know, big box full of all these different kinds of screws and nails. And he's like, yes, this is for this. And this is for that. Like everything has a purpose, but it's all just helter skelter over there on that side of the garage. And so I was trying to get them where it was all organized. And it was funny because I thought about how um, how this is with, it is with our lives. Like there's, we've got all these tools. We've got all these things in our life that I believe that God gives to us, like different things that we should have. And then there's all the things that we don't even need, right? Like most of my garage was filled with things that I don't even need. I don't know about y'all, but I've lived in my house for over three years and I still had boxes that I swear to you have not even been opened from when we moved in. And at this point, I'm like, I don't even know that I need to open it. Cause if it's been three years and I haven't missed it, I probably don't even need it. And I think about this, this with our lives, like we have so many things filling our lives. If you will, we have the tools that we actually need for specific projects. And then we have everything else. That's like the seven, 70%, right? That's cluttering all of our life. And so I want to talk to you today about five things that I think we should have in our success toolbox. If we're going to do everything that God's called us to do, then we have to have the right tools, if you will, in place. And it's kind of like what Brian told me whenever I was trying to get rid of stuff. He said, babe, without the right tools, even simple projects are impossible. And I want to encourage you that in your life, no matter what God's called you to do, I think that these five things, having them in your toolbox of life, are going to help you overcome and do everything that God's put in front of you. And so if you're taking notes or maybe you're going to refer back to this, um, I would encourage you to write these down and refer back to them. Is Number one, I think that we all need good books. Okay, hear me out because I know that a lot of you just completely tuned me out. But I would encourage you that I think the most important thing for us to do is to read. And it's that old proverbial quote that leaders are readers. And I love what Ralph, Ralph Waldo Emerson said. Some books leave us free and some books make us free. That is so, so True. I have so many books. It's insane. I have bookshelf, uh, completely full that I'm looking at here in my office. Um, I have a front office at our, um, house and it is completely packed full of books. Um, my Kindle is full of books. My audible is full of books. I am continuously reading books. In fact, this is going to sound strange to you, but this year, the Lord really impressed upon me to read less books this year than I've ever read. Cause I usually read read an insane amount of books because I think that we just always need to be looking to grow ourselves. And maybe you're listening to this and you say, you know, Crystal, I'm just not a reader. I hear that all the time. And I would encourage you to get Audible. Audible is one of the best things that you can do, uh, truly, because you just click play and whether you're on the road or doing whatever you do. And I, I feel like in my life, especially we live in the Rockwell area, And so we drive all the time. And so really, truly, I'm spending at least an hour of my day um, in the car. Well, most Audible books are about five hours in length. So you think you can literally go through a book a week um, just by doing Audible. And so I would encourage you to at least start with maybe a book a month, um, starting to listen to different books. So I have different books that i refer to all the time that i keep them in my toolbox these are books that i refer to over and over again and they're the books that truly have helped me become who i am today and i read them every single year and they're the refresher books that i think that one of the things that i learned a long time ago by allison faulkner is this is that we don't learn truth we remember truth and so there's things in our life that we have to continuously remind ourselves of. And so I read these certain books every single year. It doesn't matter what's going on in my life. Um, I'm going to refer back to these books. The first book that I always find myself going back to is Tale of Three Kings by Jean Edwards. This book is insane. I want to challenge you. I don't care if you're a leader, if you're a stay-at-home mom, whatever you call yourself, you're a leader, okay? (laughs) Whether you're leading an organization or maybe you just think that you're just a support role, I would encourage you, you're a leader and you need this book. So in this book, Gene Edwards talks about how inside of all of us, there are three different people. There's a Saul, there's a David, and there's an Absalom. And every time I read the book, I think, okay, this time... I am going to come out as for sure, David. You know, for those of you that know the Bible, David is like an amazing leader. And he just, uh, he was, the Bible describes him as a man after God's own heart. So every time I think, okay, this is it, man, this time I am going to be David. And every single time I find out that there's a little bit of Saul and a little bit of Absalom still rolling around in my heart. This book is great if you're dealing with unforgiveness, um, if you're dealing with just warring with some things that are in your heart um trying to get over them and get to the next level, I would really, really encourage you um, to pick up this book. The next book that I would recommend is The 4-8 Principle. This book is so so good. It is by Tommy Newberry. And I would encourage you to pick up this book if you're struggling with your thought life. Um, I think we all are struggling in the area of our mind. This is a book that I refer to over and over again. Um, He also has a 4-8 principle devotional that is so good. Um, I absolutely love it. I go to it all the time. And in fact, my daughter, whenever she was really struggling um, about a year and a half ago with getting her mindset right, um, we did the 4-8 principle devotional together, and it has thought-provoking questions for you to answer every single day. And so she would write out her answers, and then we would come and talk about it. And so I would really encourage you to pick that up. Um, I'm going to have all these books down in the show notes for you guys linked out, so that way you can go check them out. Uh, the next book that I read every single year is by Terry Savelle Foy and it is her um dream big book. I or imagine big, sorry, not dream big, imagine big. Um, I absolutely love love this book. I start every year in January. I read this book. It's a refresher to me about going after my dreams, going after my goals. So that is a book that is always in my toolbox. I read that book every year. I set my goals and everything around the intentionality of that book. It always speaks faith into me. And so I want to encourage you, you know, I don't believe in setting new year's goals. I believe in having a new year's revelation, not a new year's resolution. And so we'll talk more about that as the year is coming to a close. But those three books are always in heavy rotation. I read them every single year. And I would encourage you to do the same because I think we never get over the fact of our thought life. We never get over um, being where we're not walking in unforgiveness, like having to wrestle with that. And then we never get to a place where God's not wanting us to continue to dream and ask big. So books. So good books should be in your arsenal. Um, I, I think that you should have those handy and uh, they should be, you know, part of what you do. Leaders are readers. It really is is true good books and then of course for all the people that might be like wait she didn't say the bible of course i read the bible i read the bible every single year um always good to read the bible every day uh uh, yeah i just the people that might think that i was sacrilegious for not talking about the bible there you go there's the shameless plug for the bible uh number two the next thing i think you should have in your toolbox is good thoughts good thoughts I think this sounds silly, but I think the one thing that we never put into our schedule is time to think. You know, I had God really convict me um, going into this year of, again, not reading so much. But I was one of those people that I felt like every single moment of my day had to count for something. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I catch myself trying to maximize every second. I would check my email while I was going to the bathroom to the bathroom, y'all. My shower would be heating up and I would be frantically looking through my text messages, seeing who I could respond to, to be the most efficient. And I was like, God, like, why am I like this? This is so bad. And so I always hear God speak to me on my runs. Every time You guys know, if I hear the Lord speak to me, it starts out like this. I was on a run the other day, and so I was thinking about it the other day, and I was like, God, why do you always speak to me so much on my runs? And I just felt the Lord just really nudge me in my spirit that he goes, that's the only time that I get you quiet and you're all alone. And all of a sudden I realized that is so true, that literally every second of my day is filled with noise. I've got an audiobook playing in my car or a podcast. And I listen to Joyce Meyer every single day um, as I'm getting ready, like all the things that I'm feeling in my life. And now all those things are good, but it's okay to just be. And so God really challenged me this year that he wanted me to listen to less podcasts going into 2020, that he wanted me to read less books, and he wanted me to be quiet more. And I've done that. And I will say, I don't know if you guys can feel the pivot that I've made this year, but I feel like I'm more clear on my voice and who I am this year than ever before, there's a greater clarity. There's a greater sense of confidence I feel like I've carried into my ministry and what God's called me to do. But I think it's because I am filling my life with good thoughts. And the good thoughts are coming by being quiet, by providing that time to just get quiet and get still before the Lord. So I would challenge you uh, to begin to do that. You know, one of the things that I've done in filling my life with good thoughts is being a really good thought observer. And so I think a lot of our life is spent uh, trying to shame ourselves out of wrong thinking instead of observing our wrong thinking and asking ourselves, when did I buy into this ideology? When did this thought begin to be part of my constant background uh, noise? And, and in, In that, I've been able to realize where the enemy has gotten me off track. And so I want to challenge you uh, to have good thoughts, good thinking time as part of your daily rotation. I think every single day we should spend a few moments um, before the Lord or at our office and just allow ourselves to think, allow ourselves to think without distraction, um, not with a purpose, but just truly opening our mind to whatever God would want for us. And then also taking the time to challenge the negative thoughts that's been crossing our path. Um, one of the ways that I do that is through journaling. And so I will journal out those negative thoughts and then begin to meditate upon where did that come in? Who told me something? Where did I hear it from? And then begin to dive deeper to be able to overcome that negative cycle that I have going in my mind. Number three, the third thing that I think that we should have in our toolbox is Good listening. Good listening. Um, There's one thing to hear uh, something, and there's a completely other to really, truly listen. I love in Proverbs 19, 20, it says, Hear counsel, receive instruction, and accept correction, that you may be wise uh, in the time to come. I love that so much because it tells us to hear counsel, receive instruction, and accept correction. You know, I think good listening comes with all those steps. It's first truly hearing it, like letting it to become part of us, to receive it, and then to accept it, and then to be able to move forward. You know, one of the ways that I think that we can be a good listener is to listen without trying to get a response, but to listen with an intent to ask questions for greater understanding. I think the one thing our world needs is more people who are willing to listen and not just respond. So I try to do this. You know, we as humans, we're very self-absorbed and we make everything all about us sometimes um, when it's not. And so one of the ways that I try to overcome this is just to truly listen and to listen with an intent to ask questions for greater understanding. Uh, Brian was listening to a podcast the other day. And he is—he uh, was listening to this guy talk about how he makes it a challenge for himself to ask deep questions to people all the time. So he said, instead of just asking. How is your day? He said, I ask questions like, what are the things that have you the most excited today? What is something that you're looking forward to today? What's the most challenging thing you're going to have to do today? Or he said he'll ask questions like, how many doctors do you know? Just to see if a strange conversation will come up. And so I want to challenge you to not just hear people, but to truly listen and to listen with the goal of asking good questions, whether it's the person in the checkout line, asking a question of, how long is your shift today? Um, what? How long have you worked for Target? What is the thing that you love the most about working here? Instead of just asking generic questions um, that truly aren't making you a better listener, ask questions that are thought-provoking, that don't just elicit a general response. Even as a family, we try to do this um, with my children. I try to not just ask them questions. Well, how was your day? And they'll always respond, good. And then you usually move on. But I usually will say, what is the most challenging? Challenging thing that happened at school today what is the thing that made you so happy today what are you most thankful for today and things like that will elicit a more deep response that in turn you can ask deeper questions because my goal in life is that in my toolbox that I'm purposely being a better listener and so number four number four I think good habits good habits these are things that I think that we have to have purposefully put into our toolbox, right? There are all kinds of things that are calling for our, just, uh, calling for us. In fact, I will say your text message thread is somebody else's agenda for you. Your Instagram in- inbox is somebody else's agenda for you. Your email is somebody else's agenda for you. And so you need to have habits that are your agenda for you. And so these are the things that you purposefully place into your life. Um, One of the books that uh, Brian read uh, at the beginning of the year talked about habit stacking. And Craig Rochelle talked about this in one of his podcasts about how he only adds one habit a month for an entire year. And by the end of the year, you'll have 12 new habits. And I think what we do when it comes to the area of habits is we have absolutely no positive habits. And then we decide on Sunday that tomorrow morning, we are going to start doing all these things we're going to start working out. We're going to read our Bible. We're going to spend time in prayer. Crystal said to spend time thinking. So I'm going to be better about thinking and all these things, right? But what's sad about that is it's too many things to put in place at one time. And so I want to challenge you that if you're in a place where you say, gosh, I don't have any good, healthy habits in my life. Can I just challenge you to decide in the next 30 days, what's the one area that you want to see growth in and what's a habit that you can put in place to help support it? So maybe it's finance. That you're wanting to get on a budget and stay on a budget. And you know, one of the areas that is taking a lot of your money is out to eat for lunch. Well, try the simple habit of this next week, I'm going to get in the habit of packing my lunch. And one of the things that I do for my family, maybe I should do a whole podcast on habits. Let me know if you would like that. Um, One of the things that I do for my family is I actually pack my lunch the night before because I found the mornings are way too hectic and the kids are busy trying to get out the door and there's all kinds of things going on that if I wait to pack my lunch till in the morning, it won't happen. So I typically pack my lunch uh, the night before. And so maybe for you, that's a habit that you're gonna put in place. Maybe a habit of working out. Don't start out on a habit of working out doing five days a week. I do five days a week now but for years i only did three days a week but i will say the minute i got in the habit of doing three days a week to move it up to five was actually easier for me to work out five days a week than it was to work out the three days a week but it first started with just the decision of doing three days a week so whatever the habit is that you're looking to do Just do one habit for the next 30 days. So we're about to have October 1st. And so what I would challenge you to do is to think about your life. What's the one area that you wanna see growth in? What's the one area that you wanna be super aggressive in seeing that area change over the next 30 days? Now, what's one habit that you can do to support it? So I would love for you to spend some time thinking about that and then setting forth what that habit is, which leads me into my fifth one which is having good friends. I think good friends should always be in your toolbox. And why five and four are really linked together is I think that whenever you decide a new habit that you're going to put in place is that letting a few friends know what you're going to do. So then that way they can hold you accountable. And for me, I think that the friends that you have in your life are so important because they're going to help determine where you're going to end up ultimately. And so it's so important for you to surround yourself with people that are going to not allow you to stay where you've always been you know I've always heard the saying of you're the average of the you know three people that you spend the most time with or all those different things and I've always wondered why is it that friendships are the things that shape our life and all of a sudden it hit me the other day is because good friends challenge the way that you live your life good friends challenge the way you live your life so if you have friends that are super complacent they don't have goals. They're really not going after God. They're not doing big things in their life. When you start doing that, they're going to challenge you down to the level that they're at. They're going to be like, you don't need to spend your money that way. It's really not a big deal. It's Do you really need to go to church on Sunday morning? How important is it really for you to work out? So they're going to challenge you down. But then if you have the right friends, they're going to challenge you up. They're going to text you on Sunday morning and say, hey, I really miss seeing you. They're going to text you on Monday morning and say, Hey, I didn't see if you were, see you at workout this morning. Everything going okay? See, good friends challenge you up and bad friends challenge you down. Bad friends will always talk you out of what you're called to do. And good friends are always calling you higher. And so I thought, I used to think, you know, well, gosh, good friends. Like, this seems so bad. Like, maybe um, maybe I need to excommunicate some people. But then I realized that, no, it's not about that. It's just about surrounding yourself with the people who are going to call you higher. And so these are the people that when you say, hey, I'm putting this good habit into my life, can you hold me accountable? They do. They are continuously reminding you of what you set out to do and then helping you to be able to push you to go further. So, hey, these are the five things that I think are super important to have in your toolbox uh, to be able to be successful in whatever God's called you to do. I can say that these five things are the things that I implemented back all the way when I was a Sonic car hop and through being a bank loan uh, processor and then now being a pastor. And even as me, as a mother, I still, these things are foundational to who I am and what I'm called to do. Do. And kind of like what Brian said to got, get this whole podcast started without the right tools, even the projects that are simple seem to be impossible. And so I want to challenge you that maybe what God's called you to do isn't so complex after all. It's just getting the right toolbox in your arsenal. So hey, if this spoke to you, uh, can you share it with somebody? And maybe I would love to hear as you share it, whether it's on social media or wherever it's at, tag me and let me know what's a tool that you love having in your toolbox that helps you be more successful. With all that said, subscribe if you haven't done so already, and I will talk to you guys soon. Let's have a really great week.